Hi, this is Chelsea Vale. You have found the Whole Heart Podcast, a podcast for conscious parents who want to do things differently. Parenting the Whole Heart way is about love, connection, play, and raising our children naturally. It can get, at times, a little bit crunchy. Let's jump in. It's fairly common to feel overwhelmed as you discover anything new that you want to start incorporating into your life. One of those things being Waldorf. Uh, For some of you, this is a fairly new term. Maybe you started listening to my podcast because you were wanting to do things a little bit differently and more intentionally as a parent. And then you continuously hear me say Waldorf and you You do what everybody does. You go to Dr. Google and you say, what is Waldorf? Or you go to YouTube and you try to watch some tutorials on how to be Waldorf or uh, Steiner um, education and and you feel a little bit overwhelmed. You look around your home and you think, my home doesn't look like any of these homes that I'm seeing online. And um, the stories that I read to my children um, are not close to what I'm hearing about um, the stories being told in Waldorf. And you're, you're questioning a lot of your choices and you may, again, be feeling overwhelmed and sort of paralyzed by all of the things that you want to incorporate. So what I'm going to do is really focus on explaining Waldorf the best that I can, letting you know to let go of the guilt. Don't feel like you need to incorporate everything all at once. Incorporate what you can, when you can, and then let the rest go. I would never want anyone to feel like they have to do everything, you know, perfectly. I try to incorporate lots of different practices and philosophies and beliefs and so forth into my home, lots of different traditions. There's no right or wrong way to be. And if you are someone who doesn't even like Waldorf at all, for whatever reason, then this episode is not for you. And there's no judgment on you. This is just something that I know a lot of people are beginning to discover and um, I've maybe piqued an interest in Waldorf because I continue to get these same texts and emails and phone calls. And um, if you can imagine through all of my different um, social media outlets, the different messengers or messaging systems that I have, and the questions are about the same. So I decided I'm going to go ahead and film um, or sorry, record an episode on how to incorporate Waldorf as much as you can into the home. I've done a couple of YouTube videos on the topic, but today is going to be sort of a guide to incorporating more Waldorf and hopefully in a simple way, something that's going to be, you know, easy to, easy to apply, I would say. So if you are um, on YouTube and if you do follow my YouTube, I did an episode the other day, What is Waldorf? That's just a very basic one. I'm going to be putting something up on my members only page starting in 2022. So if you go to wholeheartcrunchyparenting.com and you subscribe to join Whole Heart, it is a minimal monthly donation. And each month in 2022, I'm going to be adding a guide Um, So it's going to be a book to read as an adult, a couple of stories to check out from the library for your children to have in the home. There's going to be a tier of different toys to buy. Some of them will be free. Some of them will be for a moderate budget. And then some will be for that higher end budget of different things to bring into the home. I will also be having an intentional practice, something to start incorporating into your daily life. Um, as someone who is new to the Waldorf journey, and then perhaps an activity or a recipe to engage with your young child in. So there's going to be members-only content each month. So go ahead and join Whole Heart on wholeheartcrunchyparenting.com if you have not already done so.
So let's go ahead and get started with, um, with Waldorf books to read. These are for adults. This is if you are interested in learning more about Waldorf, but you've gone to the library, you've looked up Rudolf Steiner, and you started reading his foreword, and you went, oh, dear God, this is like way over my head. You're not alone. I read a lot of Rudolf Steiner, but sometimes I was just sort of like mind-numbing, like, oh, my God, what is this? Because he was incredibly brilliant. His books and lectures were written over 100 years ago. And so some of the language that's used and the way that he phrases things, it's a practice in itself to be able to re read Rudolf Steiner. So if you didn't find some of those things helpful or easy to incorporate, you're, you're not alone in that. Um, one of the best books that I have found, if you're getting into Waldorf, is written by someone who is a huge advocate for Waldorf. Um, you are your child's first teacher, and this is mostly for parents of babies and young toddlers. This is by Rahima Baldwin Dancy. That one's fantastic, as well as Simplicity Parenting by Kim John Payne. And then their name is today was given um, to me by my children's Waldorf teacher, and that's by Johan Christoph Arnold. Also, if you're wanting to incorporate some curriculum, Melissa and Eric Nielsen have wonderful early childhood and kindergarten curriculums on WaldorfEssentials.com or Waldorfish. Um, you can also read Heaven on Earth or Beyond the Rainbow Bridge. Those are all books for adults to um, dive into this Waldorf journey a little bit more. One thing that's important in a Waldorf home is to be sure that you're experiencing all of the elements. So in a Waldorf school, in a Waldorf home, children are playing outdoor all year long. That's part of the rhythm, um, the seasonal rhythm that Rudolf Steiner talks about that's important for grounding and security, but also being in touch with nature because um, you know, right now in our modern day society, we tend to spend more time indoors with the air conditioning on under fluorescent lights. And there's just something more grounding and earthing about being outdoors, putting our hands in the dirt and growing a garden, um, working alongside our child in the garden, picking berries together, picking apples from a tree, um, perhaps gathering and harvesting vegetables to put into um, soup together as a family. But we play outside all year long because we have appropriate gear. Steiner talks about there's no such thing as bad weather. These are not actually his words, but something along the lines of there's no such thing as bad weather. There is such thing as, as bad gear, and you just need to be prepared for it. If it's raining outside, then you need to be wearing in, um, you know, galoshes, water boots. Um, hunter boots are fantastic. Um, if it's cold outside, then you're wearing your snow pants and your snow boots and your snow hat and mittens, and you're protecting yourself from the wetness of the snow. If it's summertime, then you're outside in um, shorts. I love PACT, P-A-C-T, um, organic clothing. They've got really great tank tops and short shorts if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. But then I also have muddy buddies that my kids wear when it's raining. And then we do have some great snow gear from Patagonia that we wear um, now that we live in the north. Um, also having a nature table, it's something that's really easy. Don't feel like you need to go out and buy um, you know, a new table, you can put it on your hearth or your mantle or perhaps a small child size table, even tree stumps. I mean, it's killing me that my neighbor down the way has 
a pile of tree stumps. I want so badly to go over there and be like, can I borrow some of these and put them in my house? Because a tree stump really makes a fantastic nature table. Lay a place silk over the top and then go on a nature walk with your children and bring in things from the elements. Perhaps that can be stones, marbles, rocks, pine cones, sticks, and, and add those to your nature table. In the fall, you're going to find on your nature table acorns and pine cones and then red, yellow, and purple leaves. Um, maybe some apples or pears that you've found fallen. But in the winter time, you're not going to bring in ice, but you may create the North Pole. Like we did the other day, we made a felt mat of the North Pole with um, icy blues and whites. And then we did streaks of color at the top to um, represent the Northern Lights. And then that's going to be on a nature table. And then different gnomes and fairies of different colors to represent what's happening seasonally, the seasonal colors. So bringing in the elements is really important. The elements being air, fire, earth, and water. And some people believe in crystals and, and gems as a part of, of the elements. Um, but if you want to incorporate more of the air element, perhaps you have bubbles, wind chimes, um, windmills. You may have something outside that you can watch blow and spin um, with, with the wind. We have prayer flags in our playroom. And then fire. We usually have a fire going. We have candles flickering. They do provide some soft light. In some homes, they light a bedtime candle or a naptime candle, and then the fire fairy will come and put the candle out. Um, you can also incorporate fire if you do pottery with your young children or if you're baking bread together. You have the element of fire and warmth. We have crystals in our home. Some people think they're a little hippy-dippy, but um, I find them very energetically pleasing to have rose quartz and citrine. And um, we have a nature's bling store right by our home. And I frequent that place and buy lots of little gems and crystals from the earth. Incorporating the element of earth in your home is fairly easy. If you buy toys that are made of natural materials like silk and wood, um, felt, natural cotton. So then you have the element of earth, but then also if you have a sensory table or sandbox outside, but the sensory table can be filled with um, natural sand, dirt, soil, perhaps some gardening, or you can have some beans and rice um, at your sensory table as well to have that element of earth on, on the hands. And then water, of course, is incorporated in your, in your play and your bath time. And when you're cooking together or making soup, then you are incorporating the element of water. So we do have natural material toys. We dress for the elements and we play outside all year long. We may have prisms in the home as well to bring in um, the element of light. Warmth is very important in a Waldorf home. Like I mentioned before that we always have candles going or the fire going. It just kind of brings life and soul into a room, especially now that we live somewhere that's really cold. Um, but warmth can also be incorporated by baking bread together. This is a fairly common practice in a Waldorf early childhood setting, especially a kindergarten. They bake bread together. My kids bake every every Monday. Sometimes it's bread that they will um, fold into different shapes. Sometimes they do cookies that they put in cookie cutters um, in different shapes, but it's, it's often bread or rolls. And then I think in uh, Cannon's class, they made gingerbread last week. So baking bread together provides that warmth that children are naturally drawn to. I would also encourage you to have lots of blankets made of natural materials, but nice, warm, cozy blankets around the home. Perhaps a hammock hung between two trees outside where the sun seems to hit in the middle of the day. 
Um, hanging macrame, or perhaps if you're very crafty, doing your own macrame at home, there's a warming quality to yarn. So if you're knitting, finger knitting with young children, perhaps felting, there's great tutorials all over YouTube. We actually did our first felting play mat the other day. It's very easy just to pull the felt and you lay it over bubble wrap and you layer it in um, horizontal and then vertical and different layers covered up with bubble wrap after you pour warm um, soapy water over the top and then in circular motions you kind of use the bubble wrap but um, swirl your fingers around to kind of get the felt to meld together and then squeeze it all out i actually put mine in the microwave too to kind of dry out some of the soapy water and then we had a play mat and so our play mat is made of natural felt but we did it together which made it beautiful also cooking together cooking soups and stews is another way to bring in warmth to your home and give your children the nostalgic quality of warmth they really do crave warmth from the sun from fire from blankets and clothing they want to play on the floor that's covered in carpet or rugs or play mats they're really drawn to that and if you're anything like me you find pottery really fascinating and and beautiful and this is a skill that i'm um diving a little bit more into i really do want to work on um learning how to make beautiful pieces um from clay and i think that there's something fantastic about doing that with your young children and i've been interested in pottery since i was a young kid but this is a way to bring in more of that warmth and that fire element into your home but warmth is definitely an important quality and factor of Waldorf because kids are just drawn to warmth. Um, also in Waldorf, it's important to simplify. Simplify means decreasing the stimulation. So turning off some of those artificial lights in your home, pulling up the shades and allowing natural light to flow in. We have a prism hanging from a wind chime outside of our home. And my kids say that the light fairies are coming in and they bring little rainbows into the home, but we're decreasing the artificial stimulation. We don't have on uh, the TV very often. We do though, I, I limit it and I do choose the shows that they're allowed to watch. Uh, mostly it's when I need to get a little bit more sleep in the morning, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but we have a slower pace and we decrease stimulation. Uh, there's a book called The Hurried Child that I have not read yet, but just the title itself, I just find myself going, yes, yes, because we are rushing children too much. We're rushing them from various extracurricular activities and various enrichment activities. And they're not really being enriched when you're like, get your cleats on, get your shoes on, get your bag, you're gonna be late for dance. That's not childhood. They're not being enriched. They're putting up with it because they're it's on their schedule and it's on the calendar. But um, children really just need to be playing and there just needs to be some togetherness. And um, there's no harm in sitting on the couch and reading um, a beautiful story to your young child or sitting down and watercoloring together. There's so much more uh, value in that than rushing between various enrichment activities and having an overcluttered, overpacked schedule. So we simplify things by uncluttering our home, putting toys neatly on shelves. Everything has a place. Everything has a basket. We organize our playroom, our home, our closets, our drawers. Everything is easy to access, easy to find, and declutter to decrease that stimulation, decrease your schedule with your young children and decrease your expectations of them. Allow childhood to unfold naturally. Your child was able to smile without any intervention from you, to walk, to crawl, to run. They did all of that without any intervention. So let's allow child to un childhood to unfold naturally. We need to decrease stimulation and stop hurrying our children through their childhood.
The goal of Waldorf is to preserve childhood. It is about preserving innocence and encouraging the use of imagination throughout the day to bring in the joy of discovering magic. When I light a candle, that's magic. That is magic right there. I don't need to take my child to a magic show to experience magic. When the leaves change colors from from the summer to the fall, that's magic. And I want to preserve that excitement that when they're exploring in nature and they discover a chrysalis and perhaps there's a butterfly trying to come out, that's magic. And the joy of that and, and simplifying things and really just taking a moment to sit and watch nature. Rudolf Steiner talks about laying in fields and looking up at the stars or watching the wind blow and trying to figure out how the cosmos worked and trying to understand the universe and gravity and the elements and all of that. And he was a brilliant, brilliant scientist, but he remembers so much of his boyhood being about just wondering and exploring and coming up with his own answers and solutions to things. And, um, you know, that's how he became who he was and how he um, learned was through sitting in silence and wondering and exploring. We need to take it back a notch and just allow um, learning to take place naturally. We need to also protect our children from violence, aggression, negativity, harm, Where are we putting our energy? Who are the people that are around our children? What are the things that are being said in front of our children or about our children? If we're preserving childhood, then we're going to take it back a little bit and we're not going to introduce them to things that are beyond their maturity level. We're not going to expect things of them, excuse me, that they're not quite ready for. Um, We're going to delight in things alongside with them. We're going to welcome their answers to things. I mean, my son the other day, bless his heart, was asking me about the United States of America and um, do we own all the world? And I was explaining that we own some of the states, but we also own some other territories and he's almost six. And he said, how do we own other territories? And I explained that we own Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. And he said, oh, when, when the United States buys new land, do we take a boat? And we go to the land and then we pull it real hard with a rope so that it can come and be a part of the United States. And I said, yes, absolutely. That's a great idea or something along those lines. I don't know if I said yes, because I don't want to confirm, you know, the, the delusion, but I did say, that's a wonderful idea. I wonder if you can explore more of that or something, you know, to return the responsibility to the him. But I didn't reject his idea because I don't think that he's going to be 45 and think that that's how we um, acquire new land. But in that moment, in this precious moment between parent and child, I valued his understanding of the way that the world works. And I allowed his imagination to run freely and for him to feel confident that he had discovered something new because I want him to continue to try to come up with his own solutions and figure things out. I don't want to be the one that has all the answers and I don't want him to find all the answers in a book. I want him to come to his own conclusions and then explore more and try to see, is that right? Or why is it not? Also, Waldorf is really about storytelling. In storytelling, um, you know, there's value in the connection between parent and child sitting together and enjoying a story. Togetherness is a focus of Waldorf. So we're cooking together. We're eating together. We're playing together. We're outdoors in the garden together. We're even doing chores and work together. Togetherness is, um, if you remember from my parent videos, P-A-R-E-N-T, 
P is for play, A is for authenticity, R is for reframing, E is for empathy, N is for no ultimatums, and T is for togetherness. And that's from the Danish way, where togetherness is um, a core principle of the way that the Denmark families um, spend their lives um, as a family. Um, storytelling is also about imagination and um, encouraging the imagination to run freely, but it's also used to explain abstract concepts. So you've heard some people maybe talk about the number gnomes or um, the 12 brothers, maybe the months of the year. And every story is told with very rich descriptive vocabulary to allow rich imagery to appear in the child's mind because that further fires and rewires the neurons to build the brain for not only understanding abstract concepts, but readying the brain for learning once they're out of the imaginative, I'm sorry, imaginative state of being. It can seem as though to incorporate all of these things, you need to get rid of everything that you have and sort of start new. Some people say, I just wish I could bulldoze my, my own home. Don't do that because your child has connected with the things that are in your home, um, whether or not they're made from natural materials doesn't really matter. The art that you have is um, going to mean something to them because it was a part of their home um, growing up. So, you know, don't feel like you need to do that. Of course, I would encourage you, like I said before, to turn down the lights, allow a lot of natural light to come in, incorporate some of those other things. If you could try to use um, less technology in the home. So if it's kind of quiet and you think that there may be a need for noise, maybe a wind chime, maybe open up a window so your child can hear the wind chime, perhaps make up a song and sing while you're sweeping and cleaning together with the child. There are great verses available online, of course, that your child may just delight in hearing your own silly song. Um, there's no right or wrong way to do it, but there is value in hearing the human voice. Um, sing a song. You can make up your own stories for your child. Um, however, we, we frequent the local library at least once a week and we check out books, fairy tales, fables, uh, folk tales, classic stories with beautiful illustrations. Some of my favorite authors I've mentioned before, Elsa Beskow, Astrid Lindgren, um, Paul Galdone, Jan Brett, Gerda Miller. These are all fantastic um, writers and, and illustrators that we check out the books frequently. So you don't need to go buy all of the Waldorf books. Um, you can get rid of things in your home. I would encourage you to get rid of any media influenced item or clothing. Um, get rid of technology like um, you know, TVs, computers, iPads, uh, try to decrease the amount of screen time that your child has every day. In fact, I wouldn't really um, let your child play any of those, quote, educational games like on LeapFrog or whatever. Those actually work against your child's um, education and learning. So I would definitely rid my home of electronics and battery operated devices. If you can try to do things a little bit more naturally, for example, I I, uh, I'm familiar with the KitchenAid. I don't have one, but I know a KitchenAid mixer is in a lot of homes. But perhaps going to an antique store and find a manual egg beater to do with your young child because that's purposeful work um, for the purpose of baking a cake or bread together. Um, you know, child-sized paring knives for chopping up vegetables, perhaps a grater that is child-safe you can incorporate into your home, a flour sifter. These are all things that your child can do with you to, you know, 
bring the elements in because all of those things are from the earth. Um, you're cooking together. So then you've got the element of warmth. And then because it's not technology, then you're adding the element of simplicity. So, um, you know, I know that's a lot of different things. And again, I don't want you to be overwhelmed. So I would really encourage you to start by reading one of the adult books that I, that I recommended to you decrease the artificial stimulation, the battery operated devices and technology from the home, and then slowly but surely try to incorporate some of the Waldorf stories from your local library, bring in some warmth from, you know, candles and rugs, uh, maybe changing some of the clothing that your child wears to be not only more appropriate for the elements, but maybe taking some of those media influenced um, images or some of the commercial branding um, maybe get some of, get rid of some of those things. Once they outgrow them, of course, then maybe donate them to someone um, in need or your local goodwill. And then moving forward, buy clothing that is not restrictive and doesn't have a media um, influence. So um, like I said at the beginning of this video, I'm going to be putting together guides for all of next year. So if you could go to wholeheartcrunchyparenting.com and subscribe to join Whole Heart, and then you will have access to that members only content each month for the year of 2022. Thank you again so much for listening. Be well.